This holiday season, remember the families who've lost loved ones to COVID-19. Don't risk losing your loved ones. Stay vigilant, make smart choices, avoid indoor gatherings, and wear a mask. Spread hope, not COVID. For tips, visit michigan.gov slash holiday 2020. For all a message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. The Leslie Marshall Show, the only true democracy in talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. Live nationwide and streaming live at lesliemarshallshow.com. Call in with your thoughts at 888-6-LESLIE. I'm Leslie Marshall. I am so tired. I'm working all crazy hours, but that's how it is in media, politics, and when it's election day. Happy election day. I've just got to say that if you haven't voted and you have a mail-in ballot, obviously don't mail it in, drop it off. And if you can go in person, do it. A lot of places don't have long lines. Uh, A lot of places have got a system in place so people are getting through quicker. I heard in Washington, D.C., where in the primaries, they waited for hours. They were in and out in 20 to 30 minutes. That was my experience here in Southern California, but I voted early. Today is it. If you in Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Tennessee, and I forget which other state, to be honest, because I'm really tired today, um, there were four states where robocalls were made telling people the lines are long, and since the lines are long, the election is going to hold off and let you vote tomorrow. That is a lie. Today is the very last date that you can vote, the very last day that you can vote. This is election day. And whatever your state, their their cutoff, their, their deadline, you know, for some of you, you need to have your ballot mailed by today. I wouldn't trust that. Drop it in that box. And a lot of the boxes are right in front of polling stations. If there's not a long line, mask up, get your hand sanitizer. They had gloves and masks and hand sanitizer where I went to vote. You can bring your own gloves, your own mask, stay six feet apart. To make it quicker, by the way, fill out your ballot in advance that you have from uh, the in the mail if you decide not to mail it in and vote in person. And in addition, if you're going to vote in person, check your local polling within your state. And remember, you cannot, you don't have to go to the place that they say your address belongs to. You cannot be turned away. You can still register in a third or more of the states today, even if you haven't registered yet or have never registered before to vote. Let me, let me tell you, okay? If you look back to World War One. If you look back to World War II and the thousands and thousands of people that lost their lives, they lost their lives for us for this day. There are countries you don't have the freedom to vote. I want you to hear me and hear me loud. If you are a woman, you owe it to the woman who wore white or the suffragettes who marched and fought for your right to vote. Some of them lost families, they lost friends, they were spat upon, there were even death 
threats and attempts on their lives, vote for them. For those of you that loved her on the Supreme Court, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you're tired of seeing things turn back to the 1950s, do it for her, do it for RBG, or some good trouble for former Congressman, the late Congressman John Lewis. Do it for your children, do it for the future. You can't complain tomorrow if you did not vote today. You just can't. In 2016, millions of people came out to vote, to march in the street, angry at the outcome of the election. Don't be angry, as Barack Obama said. Don't boo, don't be angry, vote. There are people that have died, African-Americans. You were not allowed to vote in this country at one time. Voter suppression efforts have been underway before you started uh, to, to have the right to vote in this country. And even to this day, like with those robocalls in very, very urban, heavily African-American areas, you got to come out and show that your vote does count. Your voice does count. You can't let somebody oppress you, especially in this country and especially based on the color of your skin. Native Americans, there was a time you could not vote. Asian Americans, there was a time you could not vote. Latinos, there was a time you could not vote. I know there are two white men up there. One is a white guy as a VP. One has a woman of color, a woman and a woman of color, Indian and Jamaican American. It is our responsibility. It is our obligation. It is our privilege. It is a right but it is something we cannot let go by. Do you know nearly as many people, more people didn't vote actually in 2016 than voted. Now I'm encouraged by the numbers I'm seeing this time around. And of course, I would love for you to vote for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, but it's important that you vote. Even if you don't vote the way I want you to, <laughs> it's important that you vote. There isn't one vote per household. There's one vote per person. You, said, you spent your time, you're a convicted felon. You spent your time, you did your time. You're a free man or woman today. You and many states have the right to vote. Exercise that right. You're one of those kids that protested like I did. Maybe you didn't even know what you're protesting about. You're angry. You're worried about what happens for your generation. You are now 18. You need to vote. I cannot, I cannot stress that more today than any other message. Um, if you have any issues or questions about voting, you can get help from the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law. They're nonpartisan, so it doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, or, or, or no party affiliation, NPA. Their website is www.866rvote.org. Their phone number is 866-OUR-VOTE. That's 866-687-8683. And uh, Mark, I know that you... Uh, we'll put that uh, on our social media so that folks can have access to that. So let's start it off, folks, on this Election Day special of the Leslie Marshall Show. Kick it and check what's ripped. The Biden campaign said that it believes it has at least an eight-point advantage in battleground states. That's after analyzing the nearly 100 million ballots that were cast early. Now, why does this matter? The campaign is arguing that it will be mathematically difficult for President Trump to close the gap with in-person voting on Election Day. This today, I've seen those crowds, I got to say, wor worried me in 2016, worries me today. 
Then again, Biden wasn't holding those type of rallies. We don't know what the crowds would have been like. We also know that approximately 38 to 42 percent of people voting today for Joe Biden are voting against Donald Trump. That is a reality. And uh, in, in, in addition, um, the uh, impression that we're seeing um, is that a Biden victory is uh, more likely. Now, numerically, it is. I mean, if you think about it, um, Donald Trump has to win Florida to win the presidency. Joe Biden doesn't. There are very different paths. There are some states that have turned blue, more blue. Colorado is an example. Um, there are other states that are more purple. And there are states that were never, ever in play like Georgia and Texas. And they might be today. Um, I did a little battleground map. And I'm going to give my prediction, okay? Um, I, I think Biden comes away with about 315 and you get high 200s for uh, Trump or the remaining, you know, electric for Trump. Um, I don't think, and I, I should, should I say it? Should I say it, Mark? I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. I think Biden's going to win Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. I think Trump's going to win Florida and Texas. And I think Joe Biden is going to flip Georgia blue. That's what I think. I could be wrong. We will see. Uh, New Hampshire's going to stay blue. Come on, New England. What's up? What's wrong with you? I saw a Trump rally in my hometown in Massachusetts yesterday. I was cringing, I got to say. Anyway, um, you know, why does this matter? Like I was saying, the Biden camp also believes the former vice president can win 270 electoral votes, like I said, even without Florida. And by the way, even without Pennsylvania. So the Biden's campaign manager uh, said in a briefing with reporters, uh, Jen O'Malley Dillon, quote, that allows us to continue to have these multiple paths to victory. And it's true. There are more paths to victory for Democrats than Republicans. Uh, and also, she said, Florida is a coin toss without a doubt. In the Midwest, she said the campaign believes it's ahead significantly by 10 points or more coming to Election Day. But don't believe it. Vote as if there are no polls. Vote as if all the polls are wrong. Just like in 2016, Many of them were. By the way, pollsters have adjusted for the non-college educated Trump voter that normally and typically doesn't poll. They were that silent majority in 2016. I'm hoping we won't have deja vu here in 2020. The big picture on this is that both campaigns are girding for post-election legal fights on contested ballots. Bob Bauer, a former White House counsel and current Biden advisor, said that voting is proceeding smoothly. Now, the Trump and Biden campaigns have not coordinated any potential phone call between the candidates for a concession conversation. According to uh, O'Malley Dillon, she said, we'll let logistics play out. And um, well, what we're watching, while the Biden campaign thinks it may have a good idea about the outcome, officials stop short of saying that Biden will declare victory when he speaks this evening. O'Malley Dillon said, quote, you're going to hear the vice president speak as he has every single day of this campaign about leading this country forward, about unifying this country. But if news organizations declare Biden the mathematical president-elect, he plans to address the nation as its new leader, reported by both Mike Allen and Margaret Taleb from Axios. On the other side, well, the uh, Trump uh, confidence said he'll declare victory tonight if it looks like he's ahead. That's according to Jonathan Swan from Axios. Hi, Jonathan. Love him. And Biden would rely on news organizations making a call before making any declarative statements. Trump? Maybe not. I'm Leslie Marshall. It's Rift. We'll be back. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted, one moment, would you capture it? Just let it slip. You better lose yourself in the music the moment you own it. You better never. 
I confess I think Sam, and not just because his first name really is Marshall. Uh, Eminem has never lent his uh, uh, permission for any of his songs to be used. He lent his permission for that song and also helped uh, with the ad, um, uh, with the song. Uh, a shout out to him. I know a lot of people like his language or, or like some of his ways, but I absolutely love his music. Um, I, I think he's actually a brilliant poet. And that's really uh, what rap is. I have a little confession to make. I love that song so much that sometimes when I have to go on stage and speak, uh, whether not not at Fox, because I've been you know doing that a lot, like not here. Um, but if I have something big like my TED talk um, or something where I'm nervous and I still get nervous, I'm human. Um, in my TED talk, I was very nervous. I put that on right before I went on. I'll put that on right before I go on. And it, it totally pumps me up. So Eminem, if you're listening, shout out because I absolutely love that song. And when it comes on in the car, I blast it and I dance and my kids are thoroughly embarrassed by me. <laughs> and I showed my son yesterday that um, that Joe Biden and his campaign were using that in the ad. But my son, whenever he's mad at me, uh, says uh, Donald Trump's going to win. And my daughter is like, Mom. I don't like Donald Trump, but he might win because he is the president and people don't like change. She's 12. Oh, my God. Am I creating future political analysts? God forbid. Anyway, hi. Welcome back. I'm Leslie Marshall. Let's continue with what's ripped from the headlines on this election day. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs, the chairman of, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, held an off-the-record video call with top generals and network anchors this weekend to tamp down speculation about potential military involvement in the presidential election. Uh, the nation's top military officials set up Saturday's highly unusual call to make clear that the military's role is apolitical, one of the sources said, and to dispel any notion of a role for the military in uh, a disputed election or making any decision around removing a president from uh, the White House. The call follows speculation by recent activists and political leaders about the role of the military. Joe Biden recently told uh, Trevor Noah on The Daily Show that he was absolutely convinced the military would escort Trump from the White House in a dispatch if he refused to leave office. Um, Axios was not, although they reported the story, they did not participate in the call. They're not party to the off-the-record agreement. Uh, two, four other four-star generals joined uh, Milley on the call, commander of the U.S. Cyber Command, Paul Nakasone, and National Guard Chief, Daniel Hakasan. Uh, ABC's uh, George Stephanopoulos, CBS's Nora O'Donnell, NBC's Lester Holt, CNN's Jim Secuto, and Fox's Martha McCallum participated. According to the source, the generals talked about military efforts to secure key infrastructure against cyber attacks. They confirmed that foreign actors have tried to influence this election. They said none appears positioned to change any votes, thankfully. Uh, a flashback, if you remember, uh, Milley testified to Congress in August that, quote, I believe deeply in the principle of an apolitical U.S. military in the case of a dispute in elections. He said, by law, U.S. courts and the U.S. Congress are required to resolve any disputes, not the U.S. military. I foresee no role, role for the U.S. armed forces in this process. Let's rip another. 
judge ordered the U.S. Postal Service today to immediately sweep processing facilities in multiple battleground states for any remaining mail-in ballots and to rush delivery of those as receipt deadlines near. U.S. District Judge Emmett Sullivan gave the USPS inspectors until 3 p.m. Eastern time today, quote, to ensure that no ballots have been held up and that any identified ballots are immediately sent out for delivery. Inspectors are ordered to report to the court by 4.30 this afternoon, confirming in the most efficient manner available that those sweeps were conducted and that no ballots were left behind. He ordered sweeps in the following states, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Colorado, Wyoming, Georgia, Texas, Alabama, Arizona, all of New England, South Carolina, and Florida. And several of those states require that mail-in ballots be received by the end today. Sullivan also ordered the USPS on Sunday to send reminders to managers that they must follow the extraordinary measures policy and use express mail to speed up ballot delivery ahead of today. The order comes after yesterday. For the fifth day in a row, USPS moved fewer ballots on time in critical battleground states than it did in the previous day. That's according to new court filings. Five of the states with low processing scores, Michigan, Wisconsin, Georgia, New Hampshire, and Maine, do not allow ballots to arrive tomorrow after Election Day. The continued drops in performance means ballots are now at significant risk of not arriving to election offices in time to be counted in more than half of the states. Mail-in ballots will not count if they arrive after polls close. A higher processing score means that a higher percentage of ballots are traveling through the mail system on time. The Postal Service said that on a national level, it moved fewer ballots on time yesterday and Sunday than on Friday. The service's overall processing score dropping from 91 to 90 percent, only 1 percent. But think about how many ballots are in that one percentage um, uh, range. Scores have been steadily declining since Wednesday. They had 97 percent of the ballots being delivered on time then. Postal Service said it moved at least 740,864 ballots uh, yesterday and the day before in some critical battleground states still experiencing a drop in processing scores below 90%. Just 52% of Atlanta district's ballots, 69% of ballots in wide swaths of Carolina, North Carolina, moved on time on Sunday and Monday. According to the USPS reports, two districts had the lowest processing scores in the United States, so the two I just mentioned. Fewer than 80% of the ballots in both Pennsylvania and Ohio were moved on time. Central Pennsylvania and the Ohio Valley sinking into the low 70s. Michigan, Wisconsin, New Hampshire, and Maine, all were well below that 90% mark. Now, these figures do not include ballots being returned through what USPS calls turnaround, local turnaround. That's the process USPS says some post offices have implemented where ballots are being delivered directly to local boards of election. They are postmarked. They don't go through the normal mail processing. USPS has reiterated that the delays are largely due to staffing shortages due to COVID-19. And to fix the issues, they've provided multiple layers of operational oversight, are coordinating closely with the inspector general, and they've been holding, that doesn't give me much hope, and has been holding daily troubleshooting calls with problem areas. Let's rip another. I believe it's going to come down to the state of Pennsylvania, a state I love and a city like Philly I adore. President Trump's campaign asked at least three counties in Pennsylvania for a rundown of highly specific election security plans. That includes ballot storage locations and transportation details. And that's according to an email obtained by NBC News. The Pennsylvania Secretary of State has advised counties not to disclose election security information to any third parties and has reached out to the FBI. Election officials in Cumberland, Mercer, and Montauk, my aunt and uncle live in Cumberland, shout out, 
although I think my uncle's a Trump supporter. My aunt isn't. Election officials in Cumberland, Mercer, and Montour counties, all counties that are delaying mail-in ballot canvassing until tomorrow morning, receive the email from a Gmail address connected to a Trump campaign volunteer. Cumberland County Commissioner Gary Eichel said that it is in his 16 years of office, he has never seen anything like the Trump campaign's request. A spokesman for Trump campaign said that the request was made to evaluate the difference in voting processes across jurisdictions, citing, quote, a slew of Democrat efforts to change election rules at the last minute and then resulting pressure on election officials. They wrote that the Trump campaign is seeking, quote, to understand how and what officials are planning to result. Let's rip another. Corona task. Uh, Force Coordinator Deborah Burke, Dr. Deborah Burke, said in a memo yesterday, first obtained by The Washington Post, that the U.S. is entering the most concerning and most deadly phase of this pandemic. The memo came last night on the eve of this election day, contradicting President Trump's repeated claims that the U.S. is rounding the corner in the fight against this virus as she calls for a much more aggressive action on the COVID-19 response. If he wins re-election, I guess she and Fauci will both be fired one of Trump's favorite words. I'm Leslie Marshall. That's what's ripped from the headlines. If you miss Leslie on TV this week, catch up at lesliemarshallshow.com. Back to the sea. I'm glad to have with us my buddy, my friend, my partner in crime, and, and a great host himself, Brad Bannon. He runs Bannon Communications Research. They're a polling message development and media firm. They help labor unions, progressive issues groups, and Democratic candidates win public affairs and political campaigns. You can hear Brad guest host for me each Monday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern. He has his own program here, Deadline DC with Brad Bannon. He also writes a column each Monday on the 2020 presidential race for the Hill. You can read his columns at muckrack.com com forward slash Brad hyphen Bannon and watch full shows of Deadline DC at Periscope TV forward slash Brad Bannon on Twitter. Follow him at Brad Bannon as well. No relation to Steve. Brad, I'm so glad that you're the guest on the show today or co-host with me today. Um, it's good to have you with me. I, I think you remember four years ago in 2016, I was sitting waiting to go on Fox News Channel. Everybody thought for sure you and I included Hillary Clinton would win. And I kept texting you, she just lost Wisconsin. Are you sure? And you kept telling me, don't worry, don't worry. And then it was Michigan and Pennsylvania, then uh, Michigan, then Wisconsin. Uh, and, and I was worried. Are you worried now in 2020 that we will have a replay of 2016 with as people talk about those silent Trump voters who either won't po weren't polled or lied about the polls? When you look at some of the breakdown today, of people who have voted thus far in early voting, you have a lot of NPAs, uh, non-party affiliation, or un, you know, or people that could have been considered undecided. Well, I think we all learned the hard way in 2016 that uh, predictions are tough, uh, but I think things are different this year. Uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, in the real clear politics poll of averages, had a national lead of about 3% on election day. Of course, she did win the popular vote by about 3%, but that didn't do her much good in the Electoral College. Uh, but Joe Biden's uh, real clear politics average today is uh, uh, a little higher than 7%. 
So, but, but, is- but, but Brad, let me jump in. Does the national number matter, or does the does the number matter in states like Pennsylvania, Florida, Ohio, Michigan, Wisconsin? Well, I think a seven-point lead in the national polls is good to cl- is good for close to three hundred electoral votes. Uh, I think obviously a three percent lead wasn't enough to win the electoral college, but I think a seven-point lead is. Uh, the way I look at it, uh, I think that uh, Joe Biden is going to win all two hundred and thirty-two electoral votes that Hillary Clinton won in two thousand sixteen which means that he needs to win 38 more electoral votes than Hillary Clinton did to win the Electoral College. And I'm pretty confident when all said and done, he's going to end. We may not know tonight or even tomorrow, uh, but I'm confident that Joe Biden is going to win 46 more electoral votes in Michigan, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Which yeah, you, get- think he's gonna, you think he's going to win Pennsylvania, yes. even though the early Right now in Pennsylvania, Republicans are ahead, at least by those, um, you know, who are registered Republicans coming out to vote today in some of those rural areas. Well, yeah, but uh, a lot, you know, Democrats have already voted. Uh, I think Joe Biden, I I do think Joe Biden's going to win Pennsylvania. I hope so. It's his home state and his neighboring. Yeah, it is. And he's campaigned there. You know, he's probably made half his campaign stops in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. He he had he campaigned in Pennsylvania ten times before this week, and then he was there like yesterday and like the day before. He's there again today. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he, for thir- yeah. Uh, twelve or thirteen times he's campaigned. Yeah, and I think he's going to win it. And I think if he, I think he will win Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, and that will bring him up to two hundred and seventy-eight electoral votes, which is eight, which is eight more than he needs. Let me tell you about two of my fears, and I want to get your take. Okay. One of my fears, and it was last time in 2016, and not a lot of people listened to me, are those crowds for Trump. That cannot be overlooked. The guy's like a messiah. It's not even, look, you're you're from Massachusetts. You know I am. Somerset, Massachusetts, where I grew up, um, 40 miles outside of Boston, they- um, they had a Trump rally in town. I, I mean, it just kills me that there are, there's Trump headquarters in Little Somerset, Massachusetts, typically very blue, you know, pocket of a blue uh, state. Um, and I have to say it, it is when you ask even people in my family who support Trump, they re- it, it's almost like, um, sorry, it reminds me almost like a Jim Jones cult because some of them can't say why. I have friends that are like, look, I'm a prosecutor. I like you know, having more conservative judges on the bench in the circuit court, right? I have friends that, you know, they're all about money, you know, follow the money. They like the Wall Street, They or they may make that 400000 or more and don't want to be taxed more under Biden. But most people aren't those people. And, you know, those crowds scare me if those people turn out to vote, because we, we know that some people are not voting for Joe Biden, but rather against Donald Trump. What do you think? What do you say? Uh, well, I think the Trump's crowds are scary, but Donald Trump should even be more scared of the millions of Americans uh, that couldn't wait to get to the polls today to vote for against him uh, and have already voted. 
Uh, you know, close to 100 million Americans have already voted. And I think those votes are going to be in lopsided in favor of Joe Biden. So, yeah, you could worry about the Trump crowds. Uh, but if I was Donald Trump, I'd worry about the 100 million Americans who've already decided to vote. And an overwhelming majority of those voters have already cast their ballots against Donald Trump. Uh my other worry is Latinos, and especially Latinos in Florida. Cubans historically vote Republican. Uh, Biden doesn't have the Latino, the Hispanic support that Hillary Clinton did in Florida or or in other states. That concerns me for Florida. It concerns me for Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada. Thoughts? Well, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty clear in the polls that Joe Biden uh, is not doing as well as Latino voters as Hillary Clinton did. In fact, I saw a poll in Florida late last week that showed that Donald Trump uh, was almost running almost even with Latino voter Latino voters in Florida, mainly Cubans. Uh, mm -hmm. But the differences, you know, again, every argument you make, I can counter it. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden is probably not doing as well as Latino voters as Clinton did in 2016, but he's doing a heck of a lot better with seniors uh, than Hillary Clinton uh, yes. did in 2016. And there are a lot more seniors in the voting pool than there are Latinos. Um, let's talk about some states that people say, what? I mean, the fact that we are talking about Texas being neck and neck. Joe Biden having a lead, although slight, there was one outlier poll that showed him seven points ahead in Georgia. Any chance Texas or Georgia will turn blue tonight or this week uh, for, for Joe Biden? I'm a pessimist. I'm not as optimistic. If either, I would say it would be Georgia. What do you say? I think uh, if I was a bet, I, I think Biden has a chance to win Georgia. Uh, I'm still not convinced on Texas. Uh, I think Biden will come real close in Texas, but close is not the same as getting the cigar. But I, I have hopes. Uh, I think uh, Georgia is a state that might go Biden. Uh, but I, I'm not very optimistic about Texas. I, I just don't think we're quite there in Texas. It's going to be close, but I, I don't think he's going to pull it in. It looks like the state legislature in Texas might go blue or far more purple than it's been. Yeah, it is. I think uh, there's uh, I think the Democrats have about an even shot at taking control of the Texas House, uh, which would be a big change. I mean, the reality is that Texas is gets more and more blue every two years and eventually it's going to be a Democratic state uh, because of the, uh, you know, the growth in the sub, uh, you know, the increased Democratic strength in the Dallas and Houston suburbs and the Latino vote. I mean, Texas, Biden is doing much better with Latinos in Texas than he is with Latinos in Florida, uh, which, again, is the difference between Cuban and Mexican. Uh, but, you know, it's going to go. But I, I think it's not going to go blue this year. But I think the Democrats have a 50 50 shot at taking control of the House, which will be the first time in decades uh, that uh, Democrats have controlled one of the state legislative uh, two state legislative bodies in Texas. Um, we're going to uh, take a, a break. When we come back, um, I want to ask your thoughts on Arizona. Um, and I also want to um, talk about some Senate races and if you think Democrats will actually gain a majority in the Senate, because if Joe Biden has that, 
then uh, we can actually get some things done. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm Leslie Marshall. Quick break and back to my buddy, Brad Bannon, and yours because on Mondays, I hope you listen, if not, you should, to his program, Deadline DC with Brad Bannon, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, right here, YouTube Live, Facebook Live, uh, Periscope on Twitter. Follow Brad on Twitter, at Brad Bannon, B-R-A-D-B-A-N-N-O-N. And on Periscope, you can watch full episodes uh, at periscope.tv forward slash Brad Bannon. We'll be back with Brad. We'll be back with you on this election day. Go vote if you haven't already. Don't make me have to come after you later, all right? (laughs) We'll be back. Go to Bruce, Bruce Springsteen, the boss. Biden's going to win. Otherwise, the boss is going to move to Australia. What are we going to do? Uh, anyway, I'm Leslie Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. We welcome back Brad Bannon, runs Bannon Communications Research, host Deadline DC with Brad Bannon Mondays right here, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, and writes a column, a great column, every Monday on the 2020 presidential race for the Hill. Like I said, follow him on Twitter at Brad Bannon and check out, uh, watch full episodes of Deadline DC at periscope.tv forward slash Brad Bannon. Brad, thanks for holding. Welcome back, buddy. I asked you before the break about Arizona. Then we'll talk about some Senate races. What do you think about Arizona? That's a state I would love to see uh, turn blue, but I I am nervous um, when I see some of the numbers right now coming out of Maricopa County. Um, A lot of Republicans are turning out at least now to vote. I know what the early numbers are. Um, The, uh, you know, early voting uh, and mail-in ballots uh, will show. And uh, the lack of uh, Latino Hispanic support uh, for Joe Biden compared to Hillary Clinton in 2016 has me a bit concerned about that state as well. What do you say? Uh, Well, I think Arizona is really close and it could go in either directions. You know, I have this, you know, attitude, you know, in terms of projections and everything. Again, I'm pretty sure uh, that Joe Biden has nailed down 278 electoral votes. And honestly, that's all I care about. Uh, Now, Arizona is real close. Uh, I think there are besides the states that I talked about, uh, Michigan uh, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Uh, I think there are probably three states that Biden might win, uh, to pad his electoral vote total. And I mean, pad, because I think he has, you know, 278 nailed down. I think Arizona one is one of those three states. I think North Carolina is a possibility. Oh, you love my mind. I was just going to ask you about North Carolina because tonight I, I, all eyes at the beginning, tell me if I'm wrong or if you disagree with me, are at are on Florida and North Carolina. If Joe Biden wins Florida and North Carolina, he will be our next president. Would you agree? There's not a pathway. Well, absolutely. There's no way Donald Trump can win 270 electoral votes without Florida. Right. And do you think North? Talk to me about North Carolina and Florida. I think Joe Biden will get North Carolina. I'm fearful Trump will get Florida. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think. I think uh, again. I think. Uh, North Carolina, Arizona, and Georgia are states that uh, Biden might win, and I, I'm less I, I'm less optimistic about Florida and Texas. Even uh, even despite in Florida the uh, 65 plus or you know the gray hair voters as they call them the seniors who um, are you know are, are it seems uh, election day in the precinct that has the villages, which is that huge senior population. That's one of the districts that kind of tells for the state in Florida, as you know. And in in that district, 
um, today, the, the turnout is overwhelming Republican in person. But like you said, we, we don't know yet who voted early uh, from uh, that area. Um, so you don't think that seniors will put, because uh, tr- it's a very, very, very tight race in that state. Um, you don't think seniors will put um, Biden over the finish line in Florida. You know, it's one of those states, it's real close right now, and it can go in either direction. Uh, but I think Trump has a slight edge there. Uh, Is the, a, a couple of things. You know, there's all these people talking about blue mirages, red mirages. Um, Hawkish is a firm, a Democratic firm, that predicted an election night red mirage uh, for the president. Um, and, and what that would be is it looks like Trump's going to win. But when all the ball- ballots are counted, oh, Joe Biden uh, will overtake uh, him once those mail-in ballots um, are counted. Um, do, do you, I mean, you know, a couple of things here. One, how tight do you think this race is going to be? Do you think we're going to be headed to the courts again, like in 2022? Uh, well, let's do that first. I have so many things to ask you. I'm trying to get him in on time. <laughs> uh, well, first, I think we will see a red, uh, a red mirage tonight because, uh, the people who are voting today are the people whose votes are going to be counted first. Uh, you know, I mean, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, don't begin counting uh, absentee and write-ins until today. Uh, so I think in all three of those states, it's quite possible you uh, see Donald Trump uh, take the lead as they count the votes tonight. Uh, and I think there will be a red mirage, mainly because some of these key states uh, don't start counting their, ele- uh, their uh, uh, pre-election day vote until today. Uh, yeah, but but, 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 but but Brad, even though, you know, people say it may look like Trump's in the lead, when we look at the percentage of votes being tallied, if it's like 47 percent, then we know it's a mirage. I mean, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, we if, do. And I think, right. yeah, I think you're right. I think there will be a uh, red mirage tonight, which uh, will show Trump with early leads in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan. But I think in the last analysis, Joe Biden will win all three states. Okay. Um, how, how tight at the, well, second, Donald Trump has said, Joe Biden said he will speak tonight. He will not declare victory unless like the major network and not the, you know, the major networks have declared, you know, him the winner, um, have called it, you know, for him, uh, Donald Trump, if he's ahead is going to do a victory lap tonight. What kind of problems does that cause? If in fact, Joe Biden is the winner tomorrow or at the end of the week? Well, you know, to answer you, the big answer to your question is, I think that Trump will claim victory. It's very much in his character. Uh, and he is going to do everything he can, even if he loses the presidential election uh, today or tomorrow or Thursday, uh, to, ha- to try to stay in office. And I think it, you know, Trump's you know, pointless attempts to claim victory undermine American democracy, just like a lot of other things he's done in the four years he's been president. Uh, It's not good when, uh, you know, he's going to do, you know, you know, I've seen that meme on Facebook. Donald Trump's not running for reelection. He's running to stay out of prison and to go into debt. Uh, and I believe that. Uh, and I think he'll do everything he can to undermine the real election results and try to hang in the White House by hook or crook. What, when do you think the very when do you think the real president of the United States will be announced, will be determined if you had to predict? 
If I was to predict, I'd say sometime uh, tomorrow on Wednesday. Oh, okay. So to, tomorrow, not like Friday next week. No, I don't think so. I think they'll have counted enough votes. Again, I'm focused on those three states, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Right. And I think by the end of tomorrow, they'll have counted enough votes to show Joe, Joe Biden has won all those states. And that will give him 278 electoral votes, which is eight more than he needs. Question. In states, and I think um, in states where they've already started to count, is Florida a one of them? And if yes. they if, is Florida one of the states where they're already counting? Yes, it okay. is. So uh, Florida may be more accurate, right? Yeah, it will be because they've been counting. Uh, uh, they count their their ba- absentee ballots and uh, write uh, and write-ins uh, uh, as soon as they're uh, as soon uh, as un- unlike, Pennsyl- unlike Pennsylvania, which honestly I think all 50, 50 states should do what Florida oh, absolutely do, yeah, because this- it would make it easier on the people you know that yeah. are processing. Um, you know, uh, these votes, it would make it easier on my blood pressure. <laughs> yeah, and mine. And I'd get, I'd be able to sleep tonight. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not going to be able to. I'm working, you know, uh, you well, know, you're right. The all states should yeah. do it. It's crazy. We have this haphazard, you know, we have a syst- 50 different election systems, essentially. And yeah. it's crazy to have a national election, which each state has its own little idiosyncrasies about counting the ballots and who can vote and who can and everything. Well, well let's talk about New England because we're both we're both New Englanders. Um, New, ha- New Hampshire. Who, who's going to get New Hampshire? Uh, uh, Biden will win New Hampshire. And what about the two districts in Maine that uh, the Trump and Biden supporters are really focused on? Yeah, I think uh, I think Biden's going to win, end up winning all of five of all five of Maine's electoral votes. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Biden will win the one electoral vote, in Nebraska, too. Oh, interesting. OK. And let's talk about the Senate. Let's start with Maine since we're talking Maine. Will Susan Collins be going into retirement? Uh, yes, yes. Thank God. I think I, 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 I thank God. I, I, I'm so tired of said one thing, vote another way. I'm, I, I want her to be punished for her hypocrisy. Well, yeah, <laughs> she's been so mealy mouth about his positions. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's going to yeah. be a Democrat. Because we have like 60 seconds left. I'm jumping in. Prediction on the Senate. Who has control? And what do the numbers look like? Uh, I think Democrats will have control, but I think it's going to be a very slender uh, majority, maybe uh, just, uh, you know, 50 votes plus Kamala Harris um, or 51. So I think the Democrats will control the Senate, but I think it's going to be by a slender margin. Brad, you know, I love you. And I certainly hope that tonight we are not texting each other the same things we were in 2016. Oh, God, I hope not. But I don't think we will. Yeah, it's going to be a nervous night, but I think, you know, eventually it's going to settle in the right way. Yeah. Well, if, if I if I see him win, if I see Biden win Florida, I'm just going to. It's stop. all over. Yeah. Uh, Trump can't win without Florida. Correct. 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 You hear that, Floridians? Get out and vote. Yep. Yeah. Go out there. Come on. Let's you know. know. I feel what like are you doing? African-Americans, elderly, yeah, this, women. Yeah. What are you doing? Democrats, get off go your get ass them. and go vote. All right. Thank you, Brad. Love you. Thanks, Leslie. Always a pleasure. Add a little play to your day with the Michigan Lottery. Over 90 online instant games to choose from, with prizes up to $500,000. A Marquette County woman recently won $250,000. 
plane online. Could you be next? Sign up online today to receive 10 free games with promo code FUN. Visit michiganlottery.com to add a little play to your day. This holiday season, remember the families who've lost loved ones to COVID-19. Don't risk losing your loved ones. Stay vigilant, make smart choices, avoid indoor gatherings, and wear a mask. Spread hope, not COVID. For tips, visit michigan.gov slash holiday 2020. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services.